With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for our weekly conversation with Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio. Brought to you by Simply Seattle. Tired of buying and repping the same old Seattle sports gear everyone else has? For the best Storm, Seahawks, Mariners, Kraken, Rainiers, Sounders, and not to mention the largest Sonics collection in the world, check out simplyseattle.com. Now with Mike Florio. Here's Softy and Dick. Simply Seattle has just dropped a new Christmas in July special. That's right. It's 80 degrees out. It doesn't matter. It's Christmas for all you Sonic fans out there. Seattle Supersonics pajama sets. Shop them now at simplyseattle.com. Make sure to use the code KJRSUMMER to get 20% off your entire purchase. Michael Florio, how are you today? Good. How are you guys? We're doing great. We were just kind of discussing uh, the the All Star Game and kind of the interactive nature of it. I don't know if you paid any attention to it last night, but they had guys mic'd up. They had uh, you know we just heard a lot more interaction than we normally do in a baseball game. And we kind of, I was thinking about football and how you know we get that NFL Network show in the middle of the week, and it's all this cool stuff that we didn't get to hear on Sunday. I'm wondering if you think we're going to move in that direction when we're going to get many more players mic'd up on a Sunday and get to hear them right after they, they say something on the sideline or on the field. There was a day that I was a huge baseball fan. Yesterday was not one of those days. But I am aware <laughs> of some of the back and forth that made it through the broadcast. The USFL did that throughout its 10-week regular season and two-week postseason, not that a whole lot of people watched it. The NFL has been aware of the possibility. Obviously, the technology exists. It has been discussed from time to time as a value enhancer for people who actually go to the games in the stadium, the same way that Mm. you can tune Mm. in and hear the discussions during a NASCAR race. That has been discussed. There is obvious sensitivity. Guys like Bill Belichick don't want anyone in a position to hear what's being said between the coaching staff and the quarterback. But it is something that the league has kicked around from time to time. I just think that that concept took a back seat dramatically four years ago in May when the U.S. Supreme Court opened the floodgates for legalized gambling because I think that became the NFL's focal point for revenue growth, for expansion of interest, for everything that would increase the the platform of the league and its relevance to the game or to the to the fans, and and I, I now that you mention it, it's probably been just about that long since I've heard anyone talk about that possibility. They're all in with squeezing the most they can out of legalized gambling. Mm. Well, I, I hope that they do add more audio, Mike. When there's a nexus of legal matters uh, colliding with the NFL, none better. You're the best. You have a lot of agree. Uh, uh, the Texans settle their claims related to uh, the Watson allegations. What's your uh, just kind of give us a, a a quick synopsis of that and your take on that? Well, they settled the one claim that was filed against them and 29 others that could have been filed. That means 30 total cases were out there and. With 24 that had been filed against Watson, 20 of them have now settled. My math isn't very good, but it's good enough to tell me there are six others floating around out there that could be filed against Watson. And it's possible that Watson has quietly settled those. The best 
settlement is the one that happens before a lawsuit is filed, then no one even knows there was a claim. So my first thought was there's six more out there that could be brought against Watson. And it also helps Watson in that if he settles the four remaining cases against him, if there are no other lawsuits filed against him, once the process with the NFL is over, he doesn't have to worry about getting dragged into up to 30 lawsuits against the Texans and having to testify there and have this distraction, this embarrassment continue to hover over him. And it would have been awkward, to say the least, for the Texans and Watson. There was a deadline coming up this week, next week, where the Texans would have had to respond to the first lawsuit filed directly against them. And what they would have probably done is joined Watson as what's called a third-party defendant. And the headline would have been, Texans sue their former starting quarterback. So the settlement avoided that complication as well. So all in all, it was good for Watson, but he still has enough problems that are going to keep him occupied until we know what the league is going to do about it and what happens with the remaining lawsuits. You were reporting earlier today about the the potential of an eight-game suspension. Is the goal for for Judge Robinson to kind of get the right length so that both sides are satisfied and we don't get an appeal? Well, no judge wants to be reversed on appeal. And the only way that she knows she won't be reversed on appeal is if she issues no discipline whatsoever because the procedure that the league and the union have hammered out back in 2020 seals off any appeal if there's no punishment of any kind, no fine, no suspension, no anything. Now, if there's a short suspension, then the question becomes, what will the league do? What will the fans say? What will the media say? if Judge Robinson only suspends him four, six, or eight games? Is there a sweet spot? There was a report from the Associated Press a couple of weeks back that if it's a six- to eight-game suspension, maybe the league won't appeal it. I still think the league has to be very cognizant of how people react because it was perception slash reality that they were too lenient with Ray Rice eight years ago that nearly brought the entire operation down. The commissioner spent, my guess is, a week and a half worrying that he was going to have to resign or be fired that next day. Mm. That's how bad it was for that sliver of time in September of 2014. So that's where they have to be very cognizant of how people are going to react to Judge Robinson's decision, and they have to decide, do we appeal it back to the commissioner? And really, at the end of the day, the way I read the personal conduct policy, the commissioner can't change any of the facts, can't bring any new evidence. He's bound by the findings of fact made by Judge Robinson. But If she suspends four games and he wants to go 17, I don't see anything in the personal conduct policy that prevents him from banging his gavel and saying it's a 17-game full-season suspension. Mike Florio with us. Mike, the uh, Niners have given Jimmy Garoppolo the okay to seek a trade. Uh, Here's a guy that has won close to 70% of his games uh, under Kyle Shanahan, and I think all other quarterbacks combined under Shanahan are barely over 20%. Uh, What's your... What's your personal reaction to that, and, and, and how do you see this playing out? What's the update in that in, with the Garoppolo situation? Well, I thought it was interesting because the report from Adam Schefter that the 49ers have given Garoppolo permission to seek a trade was followed by an item from Matt Mayoko of NBC Sports Bay Area saying they've been trying to trade this guy for weeks. It isn't really news. And this is one of those interesting to some inside baseball realities, and it goes back to the Adam Schefter profile or whatever that thing was last week in the Washington Post as to how the sausage gets made. Look, he's doing Don Yee a favor here. He's helping Don Yee pull the cord on the lawnmower 
to try to get something happening because <laughs> nothing is happening. That's what it is. And people were interested in that story last week. So if you're interested in that story, you need to be interested in how it actually works, how this quid pro quo, this trading favors, how this game actually plays out. And it plays out with Schefter blasting out a tweet to his 9.6 million Twitter followers that Jimmy Garoppolo has permission to seek a trade when they've been trying to trade the guy, they can't find any takers, and this is just basically the paddles on the dead body trying to spark it back to life. <laughs> well, I think that, <laughs> that's a hell of an analogy right there. Um, sorry, I don't know. I'm sorry. You know, I'm, yeah, I don't know. Sorry. Clear, I just, uh, yeah, I just think the <laughs> the Seahawks are in an interesting situation because they're one of the few teams that have a pretty ready-made football team, except for one position. Like the other teams, either have their quarterback or they're just a bleep show, and a Jimmy Garoppolo wouldn't help them anyway. So I honestly kind of see the Seahawks in this kind of convenient window where Jimmy Garoppolo could potentially turn a 7-10 and team into a 10-7 team. Do you think the Seahawks feel that way? Well, it depends. It depends. And here's one of the things that just flashed in my brain. I thought back to 2009 when Brett Favre showed up in Minnesota, basically after training camp had started. And there was some resistance within the organization they were getting behind Tavares Jackson. The players really liked him. And Favre comes in, gets up to speed, and off they go. I don't know that Jimmy Garoppolo is a guy who shows up early in training camp and makes a dramatic difference. I don't think he's so good that his mere arrival is going to dramatically change a team's fortunes. Now, maybe he makes a really bad team like the Texans into a 500 team. But I, I continue to believe, and we've talked about this in the past, I think Pete Carroll – would love nothing more than to win football games with Russell Wilson's backup and get to the playoffs with Russell Wilson's backup and prove to Russell Wilson that the success that he enjoyed for a decade in Seattle had a lot to do with everything that was around him, defense, coaching, other personnel, and it wasn't just him. And I, I don't think that Jimmy Garoppolo falling out of the sky is enough for Pete Carroll to a guy who has a ceiling, and I just, I just don't think it fits with what the Seahawks are currently trying to do. And I don't think they're so hell-bent. Like, it's not Joe Montana coming free from the 49ers. This really sticks it to the 49ers. I don't sense that vibe that the Seahawks view this as some way to really, really show the 49ers how they screwed up. So I'm sticking with my thoughts that, that they're going with Geno Smith or Drew Locke. Mike, I was just on an hour Zoom with the 33rd team, that think tank of uh... – you know, current and former, uh, you know, NFL guys, I guess is what you could say. And the bulk of the conversation for an hour was about Lamar Jackson and the contract and, and just kind of what to expect and schematically, uh, how, how teams are, are, are getting ahead of, uh, of their run scheme a little bit, you know, in a similar way that the, the, uh, read zone is, uh, has diminished in its impact. Uh, what, what's your take on what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson? And if you were, a uh, you know, at a craps table, and you're you you know he, you're betting on him uh, and and his trajectory over the next few years. Where, where do you stand with Lamar Jackson? Well, the problem is he plays with such a physical style. He reminds me of Cam Newton in that he seems indestructible, but every hit he takes adds up. And there will be a point where either he has a serious injury or he's just no longer the guy that he used to 
speed. For Cam Newton, he had multiple serious injuries. He recovered from them, air quotes recovered, but then never got back to being the guy that he was before the shoulder, before the foot. And that's the risk with Lamar Jackson. And that's where this five-year fully guaranteed contract that the Browns gave to Deshaun Watson becomes a major factor, both for Lamar Jackson and for Kyler Murray and for future quarterbacks. One five-year fully guaranteed contract can be regarded as an aberration. The challenge will be for one of these guys, Murray or Jackson, if they can get a five-year fully guaranteed deal, then maybe it sticks for other quarterbacks who are coming behind them. And an interesting angle to keep in mind is this, and I think Bashadi can pull it off, but I'm not sure Michael Bidwell can do it, and there are other teams coming up who are going to have quarterback contracts like Mike Brown in Cincinnati. Can the teams take what basically would be on a $230 million fully guaranteed contract, it's $170 million you eventually have to put in escrow. You've got to come up with that cash, and you've got to put it in a separate account to comply with the NFL's outdated funding rules. That, to me, is a huge factor for Jackson, for Murray, and for other quarterbacks going forward, and especially Jackson because, you know, people say, hey, we should have guaranteed contracts for all players. Well, that's fine, but if you give somebody a five-year, $230 million fully guaranteed contract, and after three years of those five, he just can't get it done anymore. He just can't play. He can't even stay on the field. That's just less money there for the guys who are actually playing. Right. You're taking money away from the guys who are getting it done if you've got a five-year fully guaranteed deal, and in years four and five, the guy can't earn his money. You're hurting the guys who actually are out there playing. So that's a very real counter to the idea that all contracts should be fully guaranteed. But, but that's the frontier that the Browns have crossed into, and I think that's one of the many fascinating wrinkles for Lamar Jackson and for Kyler Murray. Are they going to get five years fully guaranteed as well? Uh, finally, Mike, is Dan Snyder going to spend the rest of his life on his yacht just so he can't be served a subpoena by Congress? Well, I, I've seen pictures of the yacht, and I read an article that we posted today about the yacht and the IMAX theater that's inside the yacht and the 200-inch TV screen that's up on the deck and the swimming pools, and it's a football field long. It's got a helicopter pad on it. I would just stay there until January. And, you know, I started off referring to it as a joke, like these super yachts aren't just trophies. They're a way to avoid process and not get sued and not get subpoenaed. But you know what? You just float around in international waters until the end of the year, and you never testify. And, and, and let's face it, that's the only good outcome for him. Testifying would be a debacle for Daniel Snyder. He's going to lie to Congress and then end up in a potential perjury prosecution, or he's going to tell the truth and see his franchise possibly get forcibly removed from him. Mm. Just don't go home. Because who's <laughs> saying anything about it? The NFL is afraid of him. They're afraid to pick a fight with the guy because they fear that he will go scorched earth. And this is one of the, the rare benefits of being someone that most people don't like. When you do something that is objectively not likable, Nobody cares. They already don't like you. Like, it's not like there's going to be some dramatic so change in public opinion on Daniel Snyder. People are just going to shrug. Yeah, well, yeah, he's, he's just acting, acting on brand. Like, okay, fine. We've already made up our minds. So that, that to me is one of the most unexpectedly fascinating stories of the past 20 years since I've been covering the NFL. And the day that I'm watching is August 13. That's when his team opens the preseason at home against Carolina. And he was there last year, even though he's on Goodell's double-secret probation. If he's not there this year, if that, if that yacht's still floating around <laughs> over in the Mediterranean, that I really am going to believe that he's just going to stay away until the, the Congress changes and they don't continue to pursue him for testimony. Unbelievable. You're the best, Mike. Appreciate it.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.